Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All right, go ahead and roll for Perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from Mighty Minotaurs to Magical Marionettes. And this week, we're talking about goblins. It's goblin time. Yeah. Prepare yourselves. I cast fireball. The dungeon cast. I take it they live in caves. Yeah, yeah. Actually, goblins do tend to live in caves. They they like to live. Uh, usually underground, but very, very close to the surface. That's usually their uh, habitat of choice. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like most campaigns that I've seen, goblins get thrown in, like kind of toward the beginning. Yeah, that's actually so, it's very, very common when it comes to goblins. Goblins uh, are a mythological creature, much like dragons, that I think are just very familiar, at least in the Western Hemisphere of the world. Uh, they just seem to be scattered and smattered about pretty much fiction all over the place. Um, Tolkien has goblins uh, or orcs, really, and that's the thing about Tolkien. Yeah, is there a difference? There, There's not, right? There is not. Not in there that is not. Realm. Um, uh, in the D and D world, in the D and D world, there's a huge difference, and uh, I'm not sure who took from what. Like, like, okay, so uh, Tolkien's goblins or orcs are kind of like they they remind me of like an in between of like orcs and goblins from D and D. Okay. While the Uruk High from um, Tolkien's work, uh, the ones that Saruman created, yeah, uh, those are fucking orcs, man. Those are like orcs from D and D straight up, and uh, I think that's awesome. But um, I, I I don't know like where D and D decided to deviate from Tolkien's work when it when it comes to goblins, but they did. Right, it's, right. it's probably has to do with like, goblins come from like old European fo- folklore, like old stories of like demons and even like face stuff. Which uh, is important to point out because a lot of times goblins will be tied to uh, the face. Sometimes, not usually. I think it's more common for them to be like in the prime material world. Yeah, but... I didn't think. I, th- I always think of goblins as like they like to hoard. Probably, like mm, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they um, collect you stuff know, and they, keep underground. They're little for their little own devices. Greedy, 
greedy little guys. Um, so, I mean, the most common depiction of goblins is they're they're green, they're small. That's a, that's a very important characteristic. They're usually the size of about halflings, pointy ears, pointy teeth, and they're just nasty little creatures a lot of the time. <laughs> um, and there's like evil generally, right? Generally evil. Um, but I mean, goblins are a really cool. Uh, monster and or species because like I've seen them so many different iterations of them and I think uh, one of the coolest things about them compared to a lot of you know more monstery monsters is they're uh, actual people like an actual society oh yeah when you say monstery monsters you mean more like a beast right yeah more like monstrosities like you know like a chimera or a wyvern because goblins like hold society yeah, they have. They have a society, technically. Well, and they don't have to. Like, I've seen goblins where they're just goblins. like feral, really unintelligent, nasty creatures. But, uh, you know, I've seen them uh, completely different from that to the point where I think goblins are not entirely widely accepted, oh. but pretty widely accepted as actual player character races a lot of the time. Like, people usually find goblins uh, endearing sometimes when it comes to uh, running them as species. What were you going to say? What was the difference between... Um the the orcs and what well like I'm thinking about the Hobbit right now okay. all those all those yeah. uh, what were those in the the first part of the Hobbit okay those were those were goblins but also orcs like so Peter Jackson decided to take him upon himself to make a difference even though there was never really a difference yeah because it was in the movie it was clear that it was different but yeah. in the in the um, in the book like I in the books they're the yeah. same thing like just I mean, I thought about Hobbits, what happened in the movie Hobbits call them goblins like, okay yeah and that part of the world just called them goblins. Uh, Gondor and them were used to calling them orcs. Okay, and it, it they talk about it a little bit in the books that they, it's just a different word for the same thing. They're the same creature. Right, there is no difference. Except um, there is now. Except for well, I mean, I guess when it comes the, to the movies, in the, but like in the, yeah, in the movie I, universe, I don't like to consider the Hobbit movies canon to the Lord of the Rings <laughs> universe if I can help it. Um, I don't care if Orlando Bloom was in them. But uh, but yeah, so so Peter pretty, Jackson though. took it upon himself to make them, and and he did. He made them more goblin like. Uh, where he made them uh, smaller, except for the Goblin King, who was very big and fat, and just right. uh, all around more goblin-y. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on what it was that made them more goblin-y, but it, they, they seemed more like D&D goblin-esque. Yeah, they're uh, not like trying to go out ever. They're trying to stay in their cave. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I mean, like, orcs dwell in the darkness, too. In, in yeah, Tolkien's but the, uh, I mean, in, to, in the Tolkien universe, they like get sent on missions, so it's a little different, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I but also remember that The Hobbit takes place before Sauron has really right. started making moves, so... They're not well organized uh, like they, like they are in uh, the Lord of the Rings. But getting back to the topic at hand, goblins. Goblins belong to a uh, monster category known as goblinoids. They are not the only goblins; they're just the most com- common of goblins. Uh, the other two creatures that belong to the goblinoid families are hobgoblins, which are bigger, meaner, smarter, and uh, red rather than green. Oh, um, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, they're usually decked out in some armor. Yeah, it's they're the art I've seen. Very military esque. Oh, they, cool. uh, they usually worship some sort of deity of like tyranny and war oh, and shit. Uh, military stuff. And then bugbears are the biggest and meanest, probably, of the goblinoid families. I did not know that bugbears are they're goblins. goblin Yeah, they're origin. goblinoids. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and they're. Uh, they're big, heavyset creatures. Um, very, very feral. Uh, the least intelligent, probably. We're not really going to talk too much about hobgoblins and bugbears, except for we'll, we'll probably get a little bit into like how hobgoblins and bugbears affect regular goblin society when they're there versus when they're not there. Okay, because um, they're not. They have. They're separate from. 
like goblin, normal goblin society. I would, I would assume. Uh, sometimes they are. Sometimes, sometimes they're, they're all very intermingled. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, go- goblinoid society can happen in many different ways. Um, but one of the biggest reasons I don't want to touch too much on them is hobgoblins, more so than bugbears, definitely deserve their own episode because there's a lot of lore and stuff there with yeah. hobgoblins. And I mean, if such... they're militarized like that, they've probably got a lot of like social things going on. Mm-hmm, exactly, and they're just uh, there's there's so much lore, and they're they're so different from like your regular goblin. They're just they're there's a reason they're not all under goblin in the monster manual. Hobgoblins yes. got their own section, so and so do bugbears. I think I think they do. Yeah. Off the top of my head. So, back to goblins. Um, so, we talked about their physical characteristics uh, um, uh, most commonly. Let's also talk about uh, their common uh, personality traits. Uh, goblins tend to be greedy. Just like you said, they like to, to hoard little trinkets and gold. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, goblins are very, like, me, me, me. Me first. Um, that's why I think a lot of times you'll see the cliche of uh, very go- golem-like, where they speak about themselves in the third person. Okay, yeah, yeah it, well, it's very common. I think with goblins, Gollum's not a goblin. No, but he's very. Go- he has a lot of goblin characteristics. He was hanging out yeah. near goblins. Yeah, he was just. Well, a, he was. He was a halfling type creature that was transformed by the evil of the ring over. Right. I think like five or six hundred years. Just kind of that. It, uh, inadvertently took on characteristics that were goblin-like. Is I that, guess so. Yeah, uh, you know, Tolkien was just trying to create his own unique creature. There, it just has a lot of similarities to goblins. It's not in any yeah. way related to goblins. Um, they are very cowardly creatures, um, which is because they're so small, and it's why goblins are all about um, large numbers. Like uh, you almost will never find a goblin alone. Like that is exceptionally rare. They stick together because right. they're stronger together. They're even when they're like outposted in like guard position. They're in, mm-hmm. they're in little groups of like three and stuff like right, that. Right, exactly yeah. because they know that in this harsh, scary world that is Dungeons and Dragons, like they stand no chance alone. Right. Um, they're also very clever, which is an interesting attribute because they're usually pretty um, feral or like uneducated. You yeah, know. but they can like build. They are builders. Yeah. Uh, they are trap makers. They right. are booby trappers. They are maze makers. Like they trick out their. Uh, That's their, like a survival tactic. It, I'm sure it's a survival tactic, and they they trick out their uh, their uh, layers, their cave dwelling or their ruined dwelling, wherever it is that they're making their home. It's usually some nasty ass trap filled maze, so that adventurers can't just roll in and take them all out. Right. Um, so uh, th- and and they're very clever. Like they're they're very mechanically minded. They're good with traps. They're good with stuff like that. And uh, I've seen that taken to the extreme in uh, certain D D settings. The first one that comes to my mind is actually World of Warcraft, where the goblins on the horde side, uh, the horde faction are. They are like what tinker gnomes are on the alliance side of things, and like okay. they're building the airships. They're like tool wielders and like they're inventors and innovators and whatnot and i like that I like think that's, that's pretty who you're cool. going to to build your shit exactly you want goblin made stuff cool. and i think that's really cool um oh, I yeah think, goblins goblins making weapons and stuff like that is that something they're not like, trying D&D. to do not okay. in D&D they're not but in harry potter goblins are very clever very shrewd yeah uh, and they are crafters of magic items and whatnot and uh, inherently magical, which is not a D and D esque thing. I, I don't really know where Rowling uh, got her specific goblin um, inspiration, but I think it's a really cool iteration. Maybe she of goblins. just took goblins and were like, "Well, everything I do is fucking magical." Yeah, so, so like, why not them too? You yeah, know, everything. Here's the sponge filled with magic, and wipe <laughs> there you all go all over everything I do. <laughs> there you go. Because literally, like, there's just this huge divide. Like, if you're not magical, you're 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 a muggle. Or yeah, whatever. pretty much. Yeah. And if you yeah. are not <laughs> a muggle. 
you're magical. magical. So yeah. if you're a goblin, guess what? You got some magic going yeah, on. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think in uh, in the Harry Potter universe, uh, goblins are forbidden from wielding wands, even though they are wand oh, makers. Yeah, they are wizard, wand makers. Yeah, wizards are uh, wizards are uh, yeah. tyrants. Yeah, they are. They're <laughs> fucking assholes. I was like reading a lot of lore. I was like, damn, I didn't realize these wizards are dicks. Well, that's why Harry Potter is is the Jesus of the universe because he's right. like he's like he's kind not of a all dick. and stuff. <laughs> like, why can't we all just get along? What do you mean they can't have wands? That seems kind of that seems kind of lame. Yeah, um, that's why they, they're into him because the goblins are the ones in Harry Potter that run the bank, right? They do. Okay. And I was about to say, like, okay, so with with Harry Potter goblins, um, one of the things that they do share with D and D goblins is they're greedy. They, yeah, they, they like, like to hoard. hoard money. And uh, again, they're very uh, like I. Oh, I'm, and they laid their shit, their mm-hmm. Gringotts with booby very traps. Clever via booby traps. Hell yeah, and, hella booby traps. Uh, just all the machinery going on, all the magical machinery. <laughs> yeah. Like again, very clever, very. Uh, very handsy and enhanced with magic and enhanced with which magic which you'd probably rather deal with non-magical goblins right yes uh, <laughs> goblins usually aren't too magically inclined um, except for sometimes they are like oftentimes goblin tribes will be um, ruled over or led by uh, a shaman or a witch doctor like or the a lead priest goblin or a that got yeah. their hands on some magic power or that too yeah goblins are they're a cryptocracy the, they, they rule through might um, and they are generally nasty little bullies like they're nasty little fuckers and magic is and, might yeah magic is might Just definitely throw these harry potter references all over the place yeah <laughs> um so so they're they're mean to all creatures whether they're bigger or smaller and they're mean to themselves too they're mean to each other yeah and they bully each other yeah they're 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 very much assholes um <laughs> and they rule their strength even though they're not Usually that's strong, but you, that's why when hobgoblins or bugbears come into a mix, they're goblins immediately tier. submit, and they're like, you're in charge now. And uh, and then, of course, usually hobgoblins and bugbears are also very bully-esque. Because watch my two-handed and... battle axe attack across, like, multiples. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, another cool thing about goblins, uh, I think this is probably my favorite trait when it comes to goblins, is they have a very interesting relationship with nature. Um, they are... Um, Beastmasters a lot of the time, uh, oh, that's specifically with rats, wolves, and wargs, which I don't know if you know what a warg is, but they're like... I don't. I don't um, do you know what a dire wolf is? Yeah, yeah, I have an idea. It's like really big wolf, right? Yeah, really big wolf. Yeah. A warg is a similar size as a dire wolf, but more... And it's very wolf-like, but it has like an ugly nasty looking face for okay. a wolf, and it's like bigger and bulkier, and they're like inherently evil. Oh. <laughs> but goblins have an affinity for all three of these creatures. and They just, can, like, kind of taint beast they, them. They tame these creatures, and that's why goblins will often be depicted as wolf riders or warg riders. So the, the, uh, <laughs> the first arc of the Adventure Zone is making a lot more sense to me. Good oh. job, Griffin, because, like, he, he had a bugbear in there, Clark. Oh, yeah, Clark was in there, yeah. They had wolves at their command. Yeah, but that the, got thrown the, reason the, that, the reason Why that was so... Wolf into the fire? Oh, yeah. That's, that was the moment I knew that I loved that podcast. <laughs> I was like, yes. Okay, but okay, but off the Adventure Zone. The, well, one one note on that is the reason that that's so D&D-esque is because that was literally from the starter kit of that's D&D. That's right, you told yes, me that. Yes, so. That's cool. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, it all makes sense. There it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, they tend to be wolf riders. They tend to be um, war riders. And uh, one cool, I remember a very specific monster in uh, fourth edition D anD D was there was the I don't remember if it was called the Ratomancer, but it was basically a goblin that had a swarm of rats at his command. Oh shit! And it would just do what he wanted. I was like, this is hilarious and awesome at the same time. I love it. What if they were all that rat from the beginning of Mission Impossible? 
The one I, in the air duct. I, I've not seen that movie. Okay, so you but you know the scene where Tom Do Cruise I? is hanging from the ceiling. Oh yeah. So there's yeah, a yeah. guy in an air vent mm-hmm. that's holding his rope, mm-hmm. and while he's up there, there's and I don't know why there would be like. I, I don't know, government facility. There's just this, the fattest motherfucking rat I've ever seen <laughs> walks by him through, like, in the air vent. He's got to, like, uh, and he lets the rope go a little bit while oh, it's happening. Yeah, he, you like, showed me this. I remember. It. That's I the remember. scene where he's like, whoa. Like, <laughs> he, like, almost hits the lasers. Yeah, yeah. I hope they're those rats. Sorry oh, I mean, for, sorry I mean, for maybe, going on maybe, maybe, maybe they could be. I, I don't know. I but. wish they would be because that would be really scary yeah <laughs> well fat nasty rats okay so one thing i miss about fourth edition and i love fifth edition i uh, without a doubt think it's the best edition like to date but one cool thing about fourth edition was uh they had very specific monsters okay like uh like again like this ratomancer goblin like i don't there isn't that in fifth edition i would have to like really homebrew oh, it up I and see. make that happen like a specialized I, goblin yeah basically. there there was like specialized versions of all monsters and like if i wanted goblins to challenge you guys at level 11 like i would have options for like really souped up goblins with like and the reason they're all souped up and like all crazy and powerful um and i could throw those at you in fifth edition i cannot do that you guys will trot all over goblins. That's why you guys have never faced goblins because you guys started at level three and you guys were already beyond we're goblins past goblins at that point. Which yeah. is disappointing to me because I love goblins. Goblins are my second favorite mob or my second favorite like beginner like swarm creatures to throw at at players because yeah. uh, they are I don't know they're just there's something charming about these small little nasty wicked imp creatures <laughs> that just fuck your day up. Like I just, and there's a I ton of that. them and there's a ton of them. And it's nice. Um, as a DM, as a DM, but as a player, that's not so nice. <laughs> uh, my favorite would probably be, I don't know what it is about um, the undead, but I love uh, throwing like level one zombies and level one skeletons at creatures, uh, at players, and it, that to me is a load of fun. The um, zombies have the higher HP, right, than a skeleton? I don't know. Probably. I think I just, because I, I reskinned um, for that fight you guys did with, mm-hmm. in my game, I reskinned all the, uh, I reskinned skeleton, a group of skeletons and a group of, I think, zombies. And one had gotcha. like higher, a lot higher HP, like double the HP. Of the other yeah, one, that makes basically. sense. They're they're a bag of HP, a bag of flesh, if you will. Yeah. Okay, but back on goblins. So yeah, they they have an affinity for wolves. They have an affinity for wargs and rats. And oftentimes you'll see like uh, like druidic or shaman esque leaders of these goblin tribes. Okay. Um, and I you know I, I I always like that. I, I like okay. So in my world, goblins are less evil. They are nasty little creatures a lot of time, but they're not evil inherently. Like I would say they're just like really neutral creatures or they're just creatures trying to make their lives, uh, you know, just trying to live. Yeah, because they're mostly to themselves. Mostly to themselves. They're very tribal. Um, they're usually led in my world by like medicine men or tribe-like leaders like uh, okay. druids, shamans, stuff like that. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some nasty, evil goblins in my world too, but like I – I like to give everyone a chance, you know. I don't like the idea that things are inherently evil. It's why uh, when we do the tiefling episode, I'm going to go on a tirade about how people need to shut up about tieflings because <laughs> I think they're a cool race, and I'll go on to explain why. Nature like, versus nurture. Uh, and like the- I get irritated with people that complain too much about like everyone wanting to play drow because, like, we've talked about how players like to be pl- new. Players like to be really cool, brooding, dark and dexterous like and they get drawn to the dark elf almost immediately and that's okay we need to let that go we were all there at one point when we started playing this game (laughs) and that yes dark elves are usually inherently evil uh in vanilla dnd without a doubt and if you're playing vanilla dnd then yeah drow should not be a player character race but to each each game uh, belongs to the dm that's running that game and in my world there are options for good drow and that's okay 
But yeah. Again, back to confidence. I was I was having some problems with um with a drow, mm-hmm. um, like how to make that a campaignable thing with like mm-hmm. its inherent uh, disadvantage and stuff. In right. Some right. I just had to like like basically erase that part. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go over like uh, I want to do an entire episode on reflavoring and homebrewing and tweaking yeah. and stuff, and we'll do that later. But let's get back to goblins. So goblins. And religion. We're going to talk about goblins and religion That's here for a minute. Because that hasn't crossed my mind yet. Okay. Goblins have their own goblinoid pantheon, or at least they did at one point until okay. a badass, mean motherfucker named, I hate saying this name, Maglubiet the Mighty. Maglubiet the Mighty. Mag- there, you said it so well. Like, I can never fucking say the <laughs> well, word. Maglubiet. Maglubiet. Your enunciation of it helped me. Well, there we go. <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome. So, Maglubiet. 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 We're, we're just going on the Big M. So the Big M shows up, and he <laughs> fucking annihilates the Goblinoid Pantheon. Oh, what? Yeah, he just slays the shit out of them. What, and like another plane? Like he goes to the It doesn't the really get into it, into and... the lore, but it's so long ago it doesn't really matter anymore. He's the Goblinoid God now. Oh, okay. And cool. while Hobgoblins sure. worship this dude out of like uh, um, zeal. And fervor reverence. and reverence, like they're they're on this dude's jam. They they love this dude. Goblinoids do it strictly out of fear, and oh, okay. they usually have existential crises when it comes to this guy because like <laughs> they know when they die, <laughs> okay. they're they're at this dude's whim, and they they don't like it, but they but they're screwed. You're just going to goblin heaven goblin hell. hell. Yeah, you're going to goblin <laughs> hell, and you're going to. <laughs> To serve in his army, and you're probably going to die doing it. Is an old goblin it. laying on his deathbed? Like, I don't want to go to goblin hell. I know. Hell. It's actually, it's really sad. I'm like, damn, no wonder these goblins are so mean. They, they got such a bad rap. <laughs> Fucking Nubian. Uh, but yeah, this is, I mean, this is D&D. This is vanilla lore I'm talking about. Oh my god, I just, so. have you seen Little Nicky? Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> when they, <laughs> the part where he's torturing Hitler with pineapples. Oh yeah, he pineapples in his ass. ass. I just yeah. thought about McGlubian putting. Yeah, it would pineapples be. In, it would. I mean, I imagine he would be into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gross. so this dude, this this deity, slays the goblin. Uh, goblinoid pantheon, and uh, he he is their pantheon now. And I think there's there's other um, deities that fall within the pantheon or whatever. I'm not familiar with them, so I'm not going to speak on them now. Maybe another episode later on. But he rules. He's a god of tyranny, and he rules through fear. Um, in in past uh, editions of D and D, hobgoblins and goblins worshipped the god Bane, who was also the god of war and tyranny. Uh, the lore wasn't quite the same though. This is this is like old school, true to D and D lore with Maglubiet the Mighty. Um so that's my name. Oh god. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Uh I actually like Bane as a deity and as uh not that Bane though. Not that Bane though. What were you thinking? <laughs> he's juicing. Yeah he, yeah, well god. <laughs> this god is yeah, juicing. He's got uh he uses the the venom, yeah, the venom yeah. juice or whatever. But okay, we are going on too many tangents this episode. <laughs> so um one cool thing or not there's many cool things, but one really choice thing that I really like from this whole uh, mythos of the goblin religion is there is a creature called a Nilbog, which okay. is goblin spelled backwards. Okay. And Nilbog, the, the legends go that the Nilbog is the last remnant of a slain goblin deity that McGlubiet destroyed. He was, he was a goblin deity of trickery, mischief, and stuff like that. And some key goblin traits. Yeah, some key goblin traits, absolutely. And uh the deal is that there is always a random possibility that a nilbog could show 
show up amongst a goblin tribe if there's too much like nasty tyranny and bullying going on. Kind of come balance shit out a little bit or what? Um, a little bit. So what what happens is uh, goblin tribes are very caste-like and there's people at the top, there's, there's goblins at the bottom. Uh, the goblins at the bottom are called pariahs and they're like the outcasts or the dim-witted, the slaves are given the shittiest jobs. Okay. And uh, they're usually bullied pretty hard. Okay. And so what happens is this unnamed god, the, the goblins refuse to give a name because they're afraid that if they give their deity a name, Maglubiet will be able to get hold oh, of this find name them and, and kill, kill it. it. Oh, yes. shit. So they don't give it a name. And what happens <laughs> is if there's a goblin that's being particularly bullied, there's a chance he might be transformed into a Nilbog, which a Nilbog is basically a goblin that takes on very jester-like or Loki from Norse mythology-type traits uh, and given inherent magical abilities to cause trickery and mayhem and chaos among his tribe. Oh, like um, you should not be treating the lowly like the way you are. Right. So let me like turn this shit around. Yeah, you. yeah, absolutely. Wow, and, that's kind of cool. And the Nilbog cannot be killed. What? You can chop off its head, it will come back to life. It's like, the immortal Tanuki. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that is, but yeah. In 3D <laughs> Mario World, you okay. can become, you know what the Tanuki is? Nope. It's the feather. You've seen Super Mario 3, like the cover where yeah. he's got the little tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is called the Tanuki. Oh, okay. And in Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U, you mm -hmm. can be the immortal Tanuki, which is that suit in white. And you cannot be killed. Oh, yeah. You cannot no, be I've killed. seen that. I've seen you can that. fall off and die. Still, right, right. Like, well, they have that in, I played, uh, what was it, Super Mario 3D for the Wii U. Yeah. They had that form. Yeah, you that's what that. I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, you are the immortal Either, Tanuki. Exactly. That's exactly what the Nilbog is. <laughs> and uh, sometimes what tribes do in order to ward off a Nilbog from being born amongst the ranks is they will appoint one goblin as uh, a jester. I think it might just be called a jester, but there might be a title for the for the uh, um, position. Okay. But the jester in Goblin Society is an untouchable. The jester is allowed to do whatever he pleases. What? To whoever he pleases. What? And no one can retaliate for fear of bringing the wrath of a Nilbog. That's ridiculous. So I just, that, I think that's really cool lore. I think that's <laughs> awesome. I've never got a chance to use any of this in a D&D campaign. Because usually players move on from goblins pretty quickly. Yeah. But I would like to have a more goblin-centric, like maybe mini campaign. And I would love to bring in Nilbogs and a bunch of other stuff. It would be really cool. So there's never really more than one Nilbog? No, there's always one Nilbog. Well, not more than one, though. Uh, no, there usually isn't. That, from what I what I see, it's one. only one possessed goblin that becomes a nilbog. Oh, it's possessed. Yes, it's transformed, possessed. It's it's okay, got it's yeah, got I a piece of a mean. god in it. Yeah. You know, like at what point did it stop being you know Gobby the goblin? And right. Now it's like something beyond. <laughs> uh, My but, knowledge is vast. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know everything. Um, but all this stuff of Nilbox is getting me really tired, so dead. I think I'm it's Nilbog. time for a short rest. Cool, yeah. I'm down to rest. <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, this is the part where we take a break and thank everybody once again so much for coming to listen to the show or watch the show, whatever, whatever it is you're doing out there. Um, can't thank everybody enough. I'm, I'm so stoked on doing this. This has been a great time and to see the good responses coming in, um, I just I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank um, you guys. Thank you guys so much. It, we really appreciate it and... Again, we're having a blast doing this, and I, I think the the most important thing for us is like this the great feedback we're getting. We love it. Thank you guys so much. Um, um, I think we got some people that we're going to shout out to. Yeah, we got we got some shouting out to do. As uh, most of you probably already know, we are running a contest uh, up until March 30th, where we are giving away two copies of Tales from the Yawning Portal, the newest D and D book coming out. I think on April 4th it comes out, um, and we're. To enter this contest, all you have to do is tweet out a link to our show, to your followers, with the hashtag DungeonCast, and I will add you to the list of people who uh, are are in this to win it. So we're going to do a shout-out of the people who have done so. Uh, I'll begin. So we want to shout-out and thank c 47 We want to thank Malkior. We want to thank, thank M. Shawaker. And we want to thank Zootlocker. And I got some here. Um... I want to thank Shiv Scene Brace, PD Podcast, Core Belote or Belote, can't decide which one I like better, uh, and Axe Bane. I want to thank Asako So, Nick Randio, F. Patton, and Brad Mc1999. <laughs> But Brad McNight is on my sheet. He must have he must have tweeted twice. I'ma think his ass twice. <laughs> Builders in. Thank you. 
<laughs> Willinator O2. <laughs> fucking love that shit. Rum Leech. Very clever. And Brad Mc1999. You get two shout outs. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Mc1999. <laughs> and uh, this is this is going to be the last episode that goes up before uh, the contest draws to an end. At least I think it it is. So hopefully hopefully I'm right with that. So uh, this is your last week to to get on board the contest. So if you again want to be on this contest, if you want to win signed copies of Tales from the Yawning Portal, all you got to do is tweet out a link to our show with the hashtag. Dungeon cast. Dungeon cast. Uh, yeah. So um, if you want to uh, tell somebody about our show that you think will like it, that uh, that is what we're going for right now. If you could help us out and just let somebody know that you think would like the show, point them in our point them in our direction. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your enemies. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's friends. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we uh, uh, want to let you know that you can find our show on SoundCloud. SoundCloud slash the dungeon cast mm-hmm. you can find us on youtube if you just search the dungeon cast and uh watch us there um you iTunes. can find us on itunes or anywhere else you get your podcasts um and uh, if you want to leave some comments on any of that stuff leave us some reviews on itunes that really helps the show get some traction but mostly we just want you to tell your friends that think you think would be into the show yeah um Point them our way, yeah. The word of mouth. That's uh, that's all. That's all. I think we really need. Yeah. Also, uh, if you if you aren't following us on Twitter, uh, and you want to know more about like upcoming stuff, I would definitely say follow us on Twitter because like on Twitter, I will tend to put out polls for like what's the next race episode you guys are looking for? What's the next monster episode? Or do you guys have any questions for us? So uh, if you if you want in on all that, follow us on Twitter and uh, add us to your feed. Oh, and yeah. You'll see that. I think we're going to start doing a part of the show where we're, uh, we start asking, uh, we start taking questions off of Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, user submitted uh, questions. So if you want to ask us a question, um, we'll go ahead and shout you out and answer it on the show. Yeah, So absolutely. Uh, yeah, reach out to us and let us know and, uh, and we'll talk about you and we'll talk about what you want to talk about um let's see was there anything else that we want to do oh i, I did want to let people know that um officially the show comes out on monday uh i usually put the audio out on sunday night and the video is usually up on sunday night or monday morning um mm-hmm. but officially the show comes out on monday so if you were uh wondering about that um that's when we do it yeah uh yeah drop it on monday i upload it to soundcloud and the rss feed takes care of the rest but uh speaking of rest i think this one's over yep i think we're all rested up all right let's go back to the show back to the show all right uh but so i want to talk a little bit about uh goblin society because remember at the beginning of the episode i said one of the most uh, important things about these humanoid type monsters is that they are people and they have like societies and yeah and they're uh, tyrannical within their own kind ranks well yeah. also outside of their own kind too because these guys are little assholes most of the time but before we get into wait are goblins like enslaving people uh yeah there's a lot of oh, there's shit. a lot of slaves usually they're not enslaving humanoids because humanoids are too big and hard to control but like there are slave level goblins and we will kind of get into that and they they operate on both uh Cryptocracy type society, but also they have like a caste system, which we'll get into. But before we get into that, um, did you have any questions on stuff we've covered for goblins so far? Um, I mostly just want to know where uh, where typically you find goblins in uh, in like your vanilla D and D map setting. Yeah, you're usually going to find them in caves. I think is the, the big one, like caves. But I often see them in like forests a lot of the time. Okay, just like wh- swamps, when you say that they're in a okay when you say that they're in like forests or swamps, like. So I can see how they would like dwell in a cave. Like there's mm-hmm. like pockets cut out of rock and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe that they would like bunk in or, or whatever. Yeah, but in a, yeah. in a forest setting, 
What what are they doing? Um, like, well, I mean, they're usually going to try and find a cave in the forest setting, but oh, shit. also, okay. I mean, I mean, I I would prefer to get a little more creative in the woods, and I would set them in like maybe they're up in the trees and they got a little like tree society up there, or maybe they like. Yeah, because they can build like tree houses and stuff. Yeah, like that. or they can make like little like uh, like a picture like um, like almost like a maze type hive with like uh, like thorny spindle thorn. And oh stuff yeah, like that. yeah. Lot Keep of that. people from going into certain areas. Yeah, and, and that like that. again, okay. we're starting to like lean more towards so like fae say type like, stuff. Yeah, and it's so open in a forest that yeah. like you want a way to. Like maze people in or, or yeah. set traps in yeah. some way. Well, that's the thing too. Like forests aren't necessarily very open at all. Like so a lot of times the trees are very close together and it's hard to traverse True. forests. So yeah. I imagine goblins like it in places like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you can find goblins uh, pretty much anywhere. Mountains, swamps, like they're all over the place. Like in the sewers of cities. Like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. They run a whole a whole goblin thieves guild down there. Don't go down in the sewer, darling. Yeah. You'll no. get eaten by goblins. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and you and D and D, you actually might. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, generally speaking, goblins are going to have a caste type society with people at the top and the highest caste, and people at the bottom and the lowest caste. And it's usually divided in like three or four different caste systems. With the top being like the leader, which is usually like the best warriors or best warrior or like the spellcaster, like. Or spellcasters, I guess. Okay. Uh, maybe the religious leaders, um, the priests, uh, the most skilled individuals too. Like that, you might find like if there's like a weaponsmith among the goblins, like that dude might be near the top. And oh, treated yeah. the best and making have weapons. to do the least. Yeah, I mean, just making weapons. It's gonna help you defend yourself. Yeah. So uh, the that cast is called the Lasher cast. And again, they're the nobility. They're the high ones. They're the ones in command. Got it. They're the ones bullying, not being bullied. Got it. Um, yeah. Right below them is the hunter cast, which is pretty self-explanatory. They're going to be the hunters, uh, the beast handlers. They're also going to be a lot of fighters and warriors. And Those like are the that. guys going out and catching some direwolves. Yeah. And the, and the hunters and the lashers are the ones that you, as a, a player character, are going to be dealing with in combat situations. These are the ones that will fight and back. Lashers. Okay. Um, obviously, if they're caught solo, they're going to run. But uh, if they're in a group, they're going to fight you. Damn, okay. there's a lot of goblins. Yeah, a lot of goblins. Um, and uh, then you start getting into the lower cast. You got like the gatherer class, which is the most common class. It's going to be your average goblin, the cooks, the workers, food gatherers, stuff like that. So um, what kind of respect level do they receive? Like very low. Oh. Like they get treated like shit uh, by the hunters and the lashers. And, Damn, you're treating yeah. your food. See, this is the thing. Like you don't want to <laughs> treat your people handling your food like garbage because yeah. they're handling your food. Right. And food can make you sick. Goblins will eat anything. They don't give a fuck. Damn. Yeah. Are, do, can they're goblins get food creatures. poisoning? I mean, I'm sure they can. Because if I were like a lower tier goblin and I was real it's, pissed and know, I was handling some food, I might poop on it. Yeah, and I'm sure that <laughs> happens. But at the same time, this is just goblin society. It's just the way it is. Like, it's okay. the way it's always been. And unfortunately, the way it will continue to be throughout all D&D iterations. Are a lot of these guys <laughs> in the lower cast, like, just kind of accept their fate? I would imagine so. Um, goblins are very submissive. Okay. When it comes down to, to like, they have some being fear baked into them. They got fear baked into them. Um, I mean, they're okay. They're ruled by the god of tyranny. Right. So their society is based around tyranny. Yeah. Based so off just, of having like one. Yeah. One entity at the top. Exactly. And then uh, in goblin society, the gatherers are not the lowest class or caste. Yeah. They're treated like shit. But I think one of the things that keeps them in line is there is a caste below them called the pariahs. And they are. 
like the the mutated goblins or the the really stupid ones or the ones that are the just the fucking lepers the lepers the ones oh that have God. been super outcast okay and they are they're slaves usually and they're treated horribly by everybody so they're cleaning um, they're cleaning they're the ones like doing the nasty labor and the toughest labor and they're just totally dispensable Dang. And it is among this cast that a Nilbog is usually born. Like as we are moving Rock in our cave out of this new place that we want to go, mm-hmm. um, Rock is falling and crushing the plebes. And exactly, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And hey, other guy, clean up the goo right. of, of that guy you knew. I don't really get into this like nitty gritty dark stuff when it comes to my D D world. Uh, again, goblins in my world aren't usually inherently evil, even though they can be pretty nasty. More uh, neutral. This, yeah, they're more neutral, chaotic neutral. But like again, this is this is uh, your your monster lore from vanilla D and D. Like this is like if you're not making up your own goblins and you're just taking D and D stuff, like this is it. So yeah, goblins are nasty, wicked creatures, and they run a tyrannical society. And if they're not being bullied, they are bullying, and there is no in between for them. Right. Okay. Um, obviously, there are a lot of other D and D campaign settings, like official campaign settings, where this is not the case. I think uh, in Forgotten Realms, there's actually a lot of goblin adventurers that like kind of reject their society and go off to be adventurers. They're very rare because, again, goblins like to stick together, but it happens. I think it's because of uh, campaign settings like that is why um, goblins as PC characters are so widely accepted. When, when I'm online, no one ever hates on goblin characters. They sure as shit hate on a lot of other races, which I find interesting because goblins are never part of the player's handbook and people seem to run them and not get a lot of hate, but... And I think that's fu- that's fine. They shouldn't get hate because I think running goblin NPCs is awesome or PCs is awesome. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's all I got on goblins, Brian. Oh well, I got a couple other things, I guess. Well, let's talk about those. Okay. Well, I was just going <laughs> to talk a little bit about how like uh, goblins are such a staple when it comes to fantasy creatures that you really do see them across like just all the all the fantasy franchises. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Legend of Zelda. Which I'm wearing a hat for right now, the like Hocoblin. uh Moblins or the Bokoblins, yeah. Bokoblins, uh, Hocoblins? Bo Bokoblins. They got all kinds of like oblin iterations. Like, yeah. There's they're goblins. literally like seven or eight of them. But um Moblins are some are kind of like Tolkien goblins where they're like they ride that border between orc and goblin a lot where of the time. The, where are those from? Uh, they're from the original game and they're throughout all of the games. Um they started off more goblin like, but nowadays they're more big and burly and orc like. Okay. Um, and they're the original Oblin, if you will. Now, the Bokoblins are definitely more Goblin-like, and they're all the way up to the newest iteration of the game. But, again, just like it's just a really common trope, if you will, these Goblin-like creatures. I think of the Goblins from uh, the Labyrinth, or Labyrinth. That's Not right. Labyrinth, Labyrinth, which, uh, with their Goblin King, and they're, you know, little tricksy creatures. That's right. He kind, of bullies, he kind of bullies David, them a David lot. Bowie's a Goblin, yeah, actually. He's like the most handsome Goblin ever born, and he just... <laughs> Actually, I don't think he is a goblin. He's just their king. He's just their king. He's not a goblin. Okay. He's just their king, and he bullies the shit out of them. Is he? Is he a thing other than David he, Bowie? I would say that David Bowie in the labyrinth, playing David Bowie, the Goblin King, is uh, an archfey creature. An arch. He's definitely he's an archfey. An archfey. An archfey. Whatever. So it's reaching because. Go- uh, oh yeah, you said goblins are kind of uh, can be fey. In, they can be fey. They're usually tied to the fey. They usually live in the fey wild. Yeah. So like, hmm. Or they That's are super interesting because, like, when we did the Fey, uh, the Fey episode, we didn't really touch on goblins very. Did oh we? yeah, we talked a little bit about how they're usually they can be found in the in the Fey Wild, and that they um, they're usually unseely. 
And we talked. I That's think, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about how, like, uh, I think we had a scenario where, like, what about uh, a Feywild, a desert in, in the Feywild? And I was like, yeah, oh, and goblins like could come out stuff. at night. And yeah. Yada, yada, cool. yada. Okay. But, yeah. I like that. But, yeah. Goblins can be found in the Feywild. Goblins are not. Are goblins nocturnal? Like, is that a um, thing? They can be. They usually have dark yet. vision. Because they're, they're in a cave. They're in caves. Exactly. Who knows what their circadian rhythm's like? I have no idea. That's up to you, the DM. But yeah, so uh, outside of that, I don't think I got anything left in my noggin on, on goblins that I, I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, we talked about uh, we talked about green gods a little bit. We talked about uh, oh, I I know what I want to talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit about handling these little guys in a fight because yeah, because they're coming at you in numbers. They're coming at you in numbers. But if you just put together a combat according to the DMG the way you should, and just throw like. Five goblins at five players, or maybe six goblins at these players. Yeah, there's a chance that the we, we're talking about players level, level players, one, right? level one, yeah. or level two. I mean, there's a chance that they could overwhelm the players because of the nature of low level gameplay in this game. Yeah, if you don't have and a there's healer a chance or that it goes, buff. The, yeah, and then there's a chance it goes the other way, right? Or the players slaughter just slaughter these goblins. So says the D20. Exactly. Um, and one thing I like to to note that goblins aren't the type of creatures that just throw themselves into combat. They're going to do guerrilla-like tactics. They're going to strike, and they're going to flee. They're going to come back in. They're gonna... And if you're doing that stuff, you're going to make these goblins like a real terrifying force of nature that makes it a little more understanding why these guys can terif- terrify towns and raid towns and yeah. get away with it. Because um, that's what goblins do. Like They usually raid settlements all the time. Okay, they usually so terrorize leading, towns and people. How far do goblins stray from home to do that? Not too far, usually. They're, you know, like they're on wolfback or whatever. So they're coming like down out of the mountain and shit usually to like a town. Night, and attacking these, farms. Fuck, man. Like, these, people, stuff. these people are like, you know, we're going to get my shotgun out for the goblins. Yeah, there are no shotguns exactly. in this world. So. <laughs> get my bolts. Yeah. yeah so. Try to, in the dark, just... <laughs> yeah, so goblins are, are a real terror to common folk and uh and if you're running them in combat correctly with like these guerrilla type tactics and like and being cunning and clever and using their traps and whatnot it becomes more real and understandable uh as a player to be like oh shit these goblins are no joke like yeah they're not to be underestimated um but at the same time be careful because level one is a very dangerous level for player characters and it's very easy to die true true but yeah, I think Squishy that's... Squishy little babies. That is that is all I got on goblins now, officially. I mean, I'm <laughs> tapped out. That is all my girl. Yeah, we touched more. on combat and stuff. Um, yeah. I like goblins. That, that was cool. I always like um, I was like beating up on some goblins in Vigi games and things yeah. like that. They're fun little little mobs to, you know, wipe up, clean up. <laughs> all right. Well, let's call it a game then. That's all right. I feel I feel solid on it. Yeah. All right. All Sounds right. Good. Call it a game. Calling See you guys game. later. Thanks a lot. And uh, we have anything we want to put in here at the end? Nah. All right, uh, keep <laughs> keep uh, keep a lookout for uh, for those tweets. Just want to remind everybody: uh, tweet out a link to our show, and you're entered in the contest to win uh, books, uh, Tales of the Yawning Portal. I think it comes out on April fourth, and yep. we want to give away two of those. So, you know, uh, your odds are a little better than our last giveaway with uh, with Volo's Guide. And, yeah, because uh, there's two. There's two. It's yeah, like that's double like the odds. Double, double the odds. I don't know how odds work. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm but not... anyway, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. You guys have a good one. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. 
Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. 